I, as a Gnostic, believe that every individual should seek, find, abide by, and convey the truth to the extent that one can. Also, each of us can only draw inferences and conclusions based on his or her own frame of reference, i.e. based on the knowledge one has accrued, the extent, the intensity, objectivity, and open mindfulness with which these truths are pursued directly affect the veracity and expanse of one's knowledge base. Included in these considerations is the pragmatic reliance on conveyances and conclusions of others and the basis for their veracity. With this, my beliefs about God, based on my understandings, are presented in the following materials. Robert Bruce, 2007. My God, <clears throat> my God is the God that I believe in. My God does not belong to me or to anyone else. My God is holy and singularly the same for all. My God is an omnipotent, unchanging God. My God is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The truths of my God provides enlightenment for those who seek the truth. This enlightenment clarifies the cause and the way for one to be and one to do. God is thus the truth, the light, and the way. The truths of God encompass both physical and the metaphysical and spiritual. The physical aspect of these truths consists of the defining attributes of all physical things and their associative relationships and interactive forces. The spiritual aspect similarly defines all mental entities and their interactions. This encompasses the whole of the universe. Metaphorically, then, this includes all of the order of the universe, the Lord. These truths, and therefore God, have existed at any specific time to the extent appropriate since the beginning of time. These truths, existent at any given time, promulgate those essential to accommodate the universe as it becomes more mature and complex. One becomes closer to and more like God as one seeks, finds, abides by, and conveys the self-evident truths about the universe. For those who choose to misguide, to misrepresent, and attempt to validate or confirm falsehoods, the ways of God readily and directly refute, nullify, and render impotent any of these conveyances and their conveyor. In the domain of computer logic, there is fuzzy logic, in which truths are like likely, unlikely, and do not know. In man's domain, None of the truths are known with absolute certainty. Man can only, over time, continue to refine the understanding of these truths so that they become more and more likely or unlikely. In God's domain, these truths and falsehoods are absolute, not likely, nor unlikely. They are then revealed to man as they apply or are sought out. In man's pursuit of truth... Precedent truths must be used as building blocks to understand subsequent truths. The framework and content of the vast domain of God's truths is then revealed one block at a time. The nature of God is that man is rewarded for abiding by truths 
man is seldom or only to a lesser extent penalized for not abiding by them. This can be looked upon as that called the grace of God. A saying in the biblical scriptures conveys that you should store up your treasures in heaven, not down on earth. This means, I believe, that you should vigorously pursue acquisition and retention of God's truths mentally and spiritually, and to not concentrate on the accrual of material wealth. This basic message is one which has been grossly misconstrued about the acquisition of knowledge by the aspiring religious Gnostics of the first and second century AD. Also, some of those aspiring to find truth, including some of the Gnostics, have postulated dual good and evil gods. These dual gods have been better characterized as an existent true God and a non-existent false anti-God. The non-existent false anti-God is one only in the imagination of the believer, does not survive in the real universe, and will in time be null and void due to contravening interaction. The individual truths of God are absolute and unchanging. With this, these truths cannot be different as applied to various people, places, things, or time. And specifically, they cannot be interpreted in relativistic terms when applied to these people, places, things, or time. It is said, seek the truth and you will find it. Also, find the truth and it will make you free. If you seek, understand, and abide by the truth, you will realize the widest latitude of freedom to be or to do things you want with the least restriction or reaction. The framework and the fabric of the interactions between the truths of God, as well as these truths themselves, make up the whole God. These of man progressively develop to be more and more like those of God. In this way, man becomes more like and therefore in the image of God. Man has evolved genetically from earlier forms of primates to man's current form, Homo sapien. God, in contrast, does not have two legs, two hands, or ten toes, or long, white, flowing hair. Rather, God is the framework of all truths, and this framework makes the universe what it is. Many of these truths of God are not yet known to man. The observed effect of this makes it look as if God operates in mysterious ways. Man recognizes that, though, the knowledge and application of God's truths, greater and greater actions can be accomplished with no more or lesser action than in the past. This applies to mental and spiritual activity as well as physical activity. With this, man continues to advance due to the involved essence of God. Application of information theory methods have shown the English language to be one of the most efficient and robust of those being used today. 
This has been due to the development of this language as a complementary evolution from many other precedent Indo-European language comes from. The fundamental elements of the English language, the phonemes, exhibit four characteristics of features. These are state, cause, flow, and extent, and they characterize the meaning of the elements. State clarifies the condition of changing or unchanging, analogously, act or passive. Cause clarifies the element as source driving or not. Flow indicates the direction of flow, of the force and effect with respect to the element, analogously, direct or indirect. Extent clarifies the extent to which the cause and effect exists. These fundamental elemental meanings, I believe, characterize each entity within the universe. The hierarchical, progressive, compounding, assembly of more complex meanings then can and do result ad finitum. The essence of God is the holistic universe. A thing holistic is something wholly made up of parts interconnected such that the whole is understood and only exists as the sum of those counterparts. An interaction is a cause and effect interaction between these interconnected parts. And a relationship is the defining existent interaction between two or more distinct and separate things. A relationship that is holistic consists of a determinant, attributive, essential interaction between two distinct and separate things. Determinant is being in a state of existence as active or impassive. Attributive is being the causative provider or the recipient and with either direct or reflexive flow. Essential is being real and existent, not unreal or mythical. Each and everything in the universe is defined and exists due to its relationship to the class of things to which it belongs or to some other thing outside of its class. A physical or metaphysical relationship considered to be good is a holistic relationship, which is true, correct, and right. A physical or metaphysical relationship considered to be bad or evil is a holistic relationship, which is false, incorrect, and wrong. The entire total set of good physical and metaphysical relationships make up the universe of God, including all of its order and structure within. The entire total set of bad or evil physical and metaphysical relationships make up the universe of anti-God, including all of its disorder and chaos. The total universe is made up of the universe of God's coexistence with the anti-God, such that both together make up the total composite complete set of all existing things and their interactive relationships and parts. Such is the weft and warp of the universe, the entities and fabric, which this, the total makeup of all reality and fantasy of the universe, then includes all things, both physical and metaphysical. Physical or metaphysical relationships survive and endure only to the extent that they are true, correct, and right. The closer, the more certain, and the nearer they are to being absolutely true, the stronger is the possibility that they will exist and endure 
false relationships are the cause of all disorder in the universe and their ultimate demise, extinction, and annihilation, which are certain, inhibits their long-term adverse effects on God and its order. This then assures that good will dominate, grow, and evolve over time throughout the universe. Mental and metaphysical entities, commonly referred to as knowledge or information, exhibit several characteristics remarkably different from those of real material entities. Some of these characteristics are as follows. The more a specific item or information is used, the more significant, applicable, and correct it becomes. The symbolic nature of knowledge allows an element to be made up of other elements, but to be simple and clearly understood and convey as each of the elements of which it's constructed. An item of information can be exhibited in a variety of drastically different forms of real physical retention, including neuronal connections, printed matter, magnetic storage, and others. Because of the hierarchical nature of knowledge, there is no limit to how much can be created, used, or stored. Each individual human has a physical and mental part. The physical part is the body, including the individual's brain. An image of the brain is the mental part, and this is referred to as the mind. The mind retains the symbolic whole of knowledge that is individual as acquired. Much of this knowledge has come from others directly or indirectly, and in turn, the individual has imparted knowledge to others via speech, documents, and other forms of communication. My spirit is that knowledge imparted to others and to the extent of said knowledge has impacted and has been retained by others. My soul is that part of my spirit which has touched others, which has been received as the honest truth. From this, upon my death, my body, my brain, and my mind dies, but my spirit and my soul live on. Most of man has restricted God to only be considered in the specific domain of theology. The truths of God apply to all areas of knowledge and in fact compose all facets of knowledge which are correct. Each relationship between entities, whether animate or inanimate, must be equal but different relative to the impact of the individual objects for the relationship to be true. This emphasizes the truth and the significance of the golden rule. This requirement for equality includes fairness, consistency, complementation, completeness, and reality. This aids in the explanation of the golden rule, the biblical Ten Commandments, and most other codes of conduct for humanity. This conveys the biblical Isaiah's principle of social justice. There are no truths perfectly known to man, and therefore one can err honestly in drawing conclusions and in deciding on a response which 
when interacting, such errors being due to, to the difference of... There are no truths perfectly known to man. And therefore, one can err honestly in drawing conclusions and in deciding on a response when interacting. Such errors being due to a difference in the base of knowledge of each separate participant. To prevent these honest mistakes from causing actions and reactions to escalate out of control, tolerance should be used when reacting. Thus, turning the other cheek or giving the other party the benefit of the doubt can prevent mutually unintended adverse consequences. Again, man in his quest for truth will certainly make errors due to his lack of complete knowledge and understanding. This may be intentional or unintentional, dependent on the individual's motives. To prevent unintentional errors from escalating into conflict, one should give the benefit of the doubt to participants concerning the motive of the actions involved. This conveys the biblical Isaiah's principle of social tolerance. Faith is one's belief that something is true, irrespective of the degree of certainty to which the truth is known. Nothing in the universe is known by man to be true with absolute certainty. Every fact believed to be true in the past is at current time known to have changed from that in the past to some degree. Every fact believed to be true in the past is at current time known to have changed from that in the past to some degree. The basic difference between science and theology with regard to the certainty of knowledge is the threshold of proof required to accept a fact stated as being true is true. Science requires extensive and consistent measurement, testing, and analytical logic, proof of acceptance. Theology will accept hearsay statements passed down for many generations without knowledge of validity, accuracy, or credibility. God's truth includes all of these truths. And one's understanding of these is dependent entirely upon the extent to which the veracity of the statements about a truth are considered. The structure of the brain, and therefore the mind, provides for optional formation of symbolic knowledge as retained by the mind. This acquisition allows almost total individual freedom in the solidification of neuronal connections, imaging the mind as sensory input as processed, this processing involves an analytical determination of the validity of and conclusions drawn from that input. Additionally, the strength of retention of the input and conclusions is, is determined by the individual's own ability to process, including the extent of their concentration. This then provides the free will of the individual to retain, believe, abide by, and convey truths and falsehoods. This allows freedom of will of the individual to acquire and to use knowledge for both good or bad. A message metaphorically conveyed in the biblical story of the Garden of Eden. Finally, the truths evolved by man provide an increasing repository of knowledge. These truths, likely or unlikely, move mankind forward in 
knowing and using absolute truths. This development provides an increasing assurance that those abiding by truth are more secure and content. This, in essence, delivering man more and more from fear and threat of extinction. This, too, in essence, saves mankind from calamity as time progresses. This deliverance from evil and mankind's saving by the grace of God can be interpreted as the messianism predicted by the biblical prophets. The future can be looked toward with a pessimistic or an optimistic view. The glass half full, the glass half empty. Terrible events predicted for the future such as the inevitable comp- terrible events predicted for the future such as the inevitable confrontation between radical Islam and the western world or or the devastation of a super volcanic eruption at the caldera which is now referred to as Yellowstone Park approximately 1 to 300 years from now or, or the cataclysmic collision of the Milky Way galaxy with a neighboring galaxy bearing down on us, as currently predicted. Or the extinction of radiation from the sun due to fuel depletion several billion years from now. Very significant characteristics of features about the world and the universe are, contrary to the above, being clarified by scientists, which provide hope for the future of mankind. One of these is the dark force and dark matter, making up about 95% of the universe. Another is the elemental structure of all matter and energy being made up of strings. Another is the hypothesized structure of the universe as being formed by membranes and containing an infinite number of parallel universes. The final conclusion in my belief is that with the aid of the truths of God, and mankind can and will overcome inevitable, drastic shortcomings and challenges and achieve that needed to exist eventually in what we refer to as heaven or nirvana, a conclusion that mitigates overwhelming fears and concerns about the future.